Hello, guys, and welcome back to the 1% More Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Lane, and I have a special treat for you guys today. I actually have our first guest on the show. It's one of my good friends, Stephanie, and I want to bring her on today to kind of talk about her story and a little background about her life growing up, some of her past jobs, and how she got to where she is today. So let's go ahead and welcome Stephanie. She's going to go ahead and introduce herself right now. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Stephanie. Nice to meet you all, even though you guys can't really see me. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I've been a good friend of Joseph um, for over four to five years now. Um, we actually met back in Southwestern College. Um, so I'm 22. I currently just graduated San Diego State uh, back in May of this year, um, which has been a really crazy journey. Um, I grew up in Chula Vista. Um, I went to Olympian High School here in Chula Vista. Um, yeah, so my life pretty much, um, pretty much all over the place, really. Um, even though I've I've been raised here, but um, I was raised by a single mom, so that was pretty much a big part of my life. You know, um, trying to make my mom proud. Um, I did have a father figure, but you know, it was more like a better relationship with my mom, and you know, she's been through a lot, so. For me, uh, school was always very important. You know, uh, finishing high school and finishing college was a really big deal in our family. I'm actually the first one in my family to ever graduate college. That's awesome. Yeah, which is, um, it was a really great thing. Um, but yeah, so um, I went to high school. I graduated in 2017. I uh, transferred to Southwestern College. You know, the money wasn't really there, you know, for tuition. So I decided to go uh, the community college route. Um, went there for two years, transferred, went to San Diego State, graduated, um, and yeah, I mean, I pretty much uh, built a really great relationship with Joseph for over four years. Um, you know, I, I would see him um, starting to get involved into like the lending side of things and real estate, and like he said on his uh, previous uh, episode, you know, we I, he, I had no idea what a mortgage was. You know, so he yeah. basically kind of started um, pretty much giving me lessons, like, yeah. after yeah. school. Like, literally after school, like, he would start um, showing me what the process of a loan kind of consisted of, and he started kind of teaching me terms, and it was still very new to me, but yeah. it was something that I was very interested exactly. you know, since uh-huh. the beginning. So that's something I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for, you know, for you teaching me yeah, you know, yeah. what literally alone was. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, my, my family, like, we don't really own homes, you know, like, we were always very, like, low income and, you know, so we never really had that knowledge of, yeah. you know, having a home. So now that I'm kind of into it now, I'm currently a loan, a loan officer assistant right exactly. now. Exactly, kind of like where I started too. Yeah, so I've been a loan officer assistant for over four months now. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, these four months, I've learned so much, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that's that's just a way for you to kind of get into an industry. Yeah. I think it really is about who you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that for four months. Yeah, and like now. you said, you started off knowing nothing, mm-hmm. but you started. That's the main thing. You know, yeah. you didn't think, oh, well, let me... How do you get experience unless you start, right? And a lot of people, a lot of jobs, they require experience. It's like, well, how do I get experience if I can't get a job since I need experience? And a lot of people are like, well, I need to take a course. Or I need to read a book or I need to do this or I need to do that. No, like you need to start is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I found a mentor. Stephanie found a mentor. And 
you are able to learn the most through experience and that's kind of what she's doing now. She's already killing it. It's only been a few months, but um, let's go back a little bit to, you know, like she said, we met at Southwestern College. It was funny, you know, we um, back in 2017 and we were kind of friends. We talked a little bit and then we actually got into a little <laughs> argument one time towards the end of our time there and we stopped talking for a few months. But um, when we transferred, we both were on a very similar path. We both went to Southwestern. We both studied business. We both finished on time, which is always awesome. And we both transferred to San Diego State. So I remember um, being at San Diego State back in 2019. It was one of my first classes. It was a big lecture hall, 500 finance. people. Yeah, yeah, finance class. And I remember in high school, they'd say, oh, in college, they have these big lecture halls. Well, Southwestern didn't have that. You know, it was normal 30, 40 kids in a classroom. It's like a high school class. Yeah, like a normal class. So this was my first, like, wow, this actually is. Like, there's stadium seats. There's big projectors everywhere. And I had this finance class, which wasn't the best class experience, <laughs> but you know, that's, um, you know, that's what it was. And I remember getting out of this class of 500 kids and we would all, you know, be rushing up the stairs to our next class. And I remember someone yelling out my name, like Joseph, Joseph. Joseph yeah. yeah. And I turned around and I was like, well, who's that? And I was like looking through like above all these heads and faces and sure enough, it was Stephanie. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's how we reconnected and, you know, we became friends again and even yeah. closer friends. And we just argue about stupid stuff, you know, stupid shit back in the day, but yeah. we reconnected over that. And I'm glad we did because, um, like she said, you know, it was for a really scary experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, going from a 30, you know, yeah. kids class to like a 500, you yeah. know, it was crazy. So it, it was good to kind of see a familiar face around the crowd. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the size of the campus, the amount of students, I mean, mm -hmm. tens of thousands of more students that go to San Diego State, of course, versus Southwestern. So bigger school, you know, less familiar faces, more people. It's nice to kind of group with people that you knew from the past. And that's what we did. And we would study together. We would take classes together and we really built our relationship, you know, as friends from there and um, super grateful for that. I'm glad we did. And we both graduated together. So, I mean, it's, it was awesome. And back in May at Peco Park, actually, um, we had our uh, Southwestern, well, we had our San Diego State graduation, you know, from Southwestern College to San Diego State to graduating at Peco Park during COVID, I mean, it was it was crazy. Um, I feel like I barely spent any time at San Diego State because all the classes were COVID, yeah. at home online. So yeah, I think we we're just there for like two semesters. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So previous, you know, from working from the one now, I used to work at Ross, and I was. What was at, your first job? Start from the beginning. So my first job, it was actually at SeaWorld. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I worked at SeaWorld. It was a seasonal job. You know, nothing big, yeah. but it was a great way for me to start, you know, actually being involved in the workforce because uh -huh. I've never worked before. Exactly. I think I was like 20. There you go. I had my first job. Then I worked at a uh, nursery, mm -hmm. which was, it was literally for like six months. Yeah. You know, nothing big during the weekends. Um, and I was a full-time student, so mm -hmm. it was a lot. And yeah. I was working like two, two jobs. Then I went to a finance internship, which was also six months long. And while I was there, I was also working at Ross. So, but it would just take up so much time. Yeah. Like, I was literally a full-time student and a full-time, you know, job. So it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. You had it a was, job, you had an internship, you had school. And it was during COVID too. So classes were online. Yeah. So it, you know, when people say it's, it's, it's easy, like it really isn't. Like, honestly, like, taking online classes was, like, honestly the worst. Like, it yeah. was really hard. Um, but, yeah, so 
I stayed there for a year at Ross, and I remember just talking to Joseph, being so frustrated. Yeah. Like, just being super frustrated. I was like, I don't want to be here. You know, like, I hate my job. You know, I'm, I'm over this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, long story short, um, Joseph was pretty much the one who, who was like, dude, you just quit. Yeah. <laughs> quit. And I remember you were scared to quit. I was so scared. And I was like, why? And I'm like, of course, the money, right? Yeah. But it's like... I'm like, you don't like what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. the, the minimum wage that you're making or the little money you're making, mm-hmm. it's not worth your time. Like, and we're getting, and at this point, keep in mind, you guys, we're getting to the point where we're going to be graduating soon. Exactly. So we're both business majors. Like we both like business, mm-hmm. but I feel like we all, at least one point in our college career, we're like, well, we're taking business classes. We want to be in business, but like what business? Like, yeah. And I was yeah. getting to that point, um, even when I graduated, um, I remember I quit my job at Ross and I was unemployed for a couple months and it was our graduation. And I remember just staying there like, I'm so proud of myself, but what am I going to do after? Yeah. Like, w- like who am I going to be? Like, how am I going to use this degree? Exactly. And, um, by the way, by this, like during this time, you, I think you were already a loan officer pretty much. Yeah. By the time we graduated, I had my real estate license, mm-hmm. my loan officer license. I was, you know, doing both, um, or trying to. I think once I graduated San Diego State, that's when I really consider my true start of my career. I was licensed in February for um, the loans, I want to say, in March for the real estate. But I, and I was on a team, like I mentioned in the last episode, you know, but I don't really consider that my true start because it just wasn't a good fit for me. It wasn't until I joined a new team and surrounded by myself with like-minded individuals that I, I really started putting in the work. And that's another thing. It's like, you could be willing to do the work, but if you don't know what work to do, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle. And that's why mentorship, I think, is so valuable. But anyways, um, yeah, so once we graduated, I was already licensed. I was already doing it, but I wasn't really doing it as effectively as I could. And that's kind of the next thing I started working on, you know. But yeah, back to what you're saying about after graduation. Yeah, so I was still kind of, you know, not sure what I wanted to do. Um, I knew that I needed to get a job. So I was like, like, what am I going to, yeah. you know, what am I going to do? Like really getting a job right now, especially after COVID, it was really hard. So I couldn't find an office job, you know, and by the way, you know, Joseph was teaching me, you know, yeah. what the processing yeah. was. So, yeah. so I was kind of familiar with loans, but I wasn't yeah. like a hundred percent, you know, I, people could say, you know, what is like, what does a VA loan stand for or whatever? Like what, what does it mean yeah. or whatever? I, I had no idea. You know, now yeah, that I've yeah, been yeah. here for four months, now I know, you know, what it consists of, right? Yeah, exactly. But I had no idea. Um, I knew I had to get a job. Mm-hmm. So um, where did I go? I went to SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> I went to SeaWorld again, and I was there for three months. And then that's when um, when Joseph called me, and he was like, hey, like, I know a loan officer here who wants an assistant. You know, I think it's a great way for you to start. And I was like, okay, you know, because I, I really wanted to kind of involve myself, you know, more into the loans because I was really interested yeah. um, when you started teaching me what mm-hmm. it was. So um, it was definitely something that um, caught my eye. And then I also wanted to work on, in my field. You know, I've, I've heard so many stories of people graduating yeah. college and not really, you know, performing. Or taking advantage of their taking degree advantage or their whatever. Degree. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, I don't want to be at SeaWorld, you know. Yeah. So... I remember that same day I, I got the job and I quit. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I remember. SeaWorld. And I remember you were a little nervous. Well, oh, I was, yeah. Even before when you started SeaWorld, because I, I remember, uh, like you said, back in February, March, I would go over to your house and, like, I would be working on my little loans and 
I'd be telling you, okay, so there's four types of loans. There's conventional, yeah. VA, FHA, mm-hmm. there's USDA, but no one ever uses those, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I would be coaching you and you'd be taking notes, but I could tell, like, it wasn't clicking right away because it doesn't exactly. click right away. It doesn't. And you, that's the thing yeah. I've learned. It's like, with loans, it's very different. You yeah. Know, every loan is different. Every very true. borrower is different. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, that's the thing with loans. Like, you, you never stop learning. Exactly. You're always yeah. learning something new. So that is something that I really appreciate, you know, about uh-huh. the industry that it's just so different. You know, yeah. it's not it's not repetitive. It's you know, there's always something that you know you can learn. Every situation is unique, and I look at it. It's not like a gym membership where you have like three different levels and you're putting people into a membership. No, like you're building a membership for that person. Yeah. There's a loan, and there's you know. A strategy and a tactic mm-hmm. for every person's unique situation, whether they're buying a home or a second home or an investment property or they're refinancing their home or everyone, every person's a unique opportunity and it's a unique situation where you get to be creative. You get to structure this loan that's going to help this person. And that's what, like you said, it keeps it exciting. Every day is a new day. Every day is different. And that's kind of what keeps you going. You know, it keeps you on your toes. You want to be as knowledgeable as possible because the yeah. more knowledge you have, the more people you can help. And it's very rewarding. You yeah, know? for sure. So yeah, that's pretty much, you know, kind of my, my story when it comes to just yeah. first starting with loans. So you quit the same day. I quit the same day. How did you feel? Be honest. You know, when you got the job, when you had that conversation, when you called SeaWorld to quit, mm-hmm. you know, no two week notice, none of that. No, like I you, remember I was super nervous. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's just SeaWorld, you know, but yeah. it was still kind of like, is this going to work for me? Am I going to yeah. like it? You know, what is gonna, what's going to happen to me yeah. if, if I end up not liking it, you know, so. And you were starting tomorrow. Like, you were going to quit your job and you were going to start with the loans the next day. Literally. Yeah. And that's what happened, you know, and since then I've been a loan officer assistant. I'm actually currently doing my classes. There you go. To become a loan officer, so I'm very excited. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that's just that's just how it is right now. Yeah, and I ask you that because a lot of people are probably in a similar situation where they have a job and they're comfortable or maybe they're not happy, but they're comfortable, you know, and they're making money and, you know, we all need money, yeah. but that's not their passion. And I'm sure people have thought more than once, well, I want to do this. Or I would at least like to try this, but, you know, this or that may or may not work. This or that may or may not pay the bills. And it's scary because... To take that leap and say, hey, I'm going to quit my job to pursue this opportunity. Keyword, opportunity. Yeah. You know, I want people to know that you were scared. And it wasn't like it was easy for you. You mm-hmm. took a risk. But tell people, is it paying off? You know, how do you, I feel like off. it is for you. You know, well, me it, working with you every day. It definitely is. You know, I feel like, especially being here in this office. Yeah. It's a lot about teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like um, a lot of people can be in a team, but... The team doesn't really work like work with you yeah you know there's like um like envious people out there you uh-huh. know in your own team but i feel like working in this office you know it's very much what a team is you know yeah. everyone helps each other uh-huh. you know there's never a no for an answer like you know if they try to find a way for you to like for you to get help you know so yeah. i really like that aspect of things and i feel like that's what has um taught me a lot exactly you know that we have a people who are willing to you know teach us so yeah and exactly and you guys when stephanie talks about this great team and you hear me talking about these great mentors and this great team we're talking about the same team we work in the same office together Mm -hmm. so we have you know 
the loan team, Mr. Mortgage, you know, Mike Esquivel, that's my mentor. That's my guy. Um, I look up to him so much. He means the world to me. Mm -hmm. He was my first true mentor. You know, there's been other people that I'm grateful for that have given me opportunities, but he's been my true mentor when it comes to loans. Um, at the same time, we have realtors in the office. So we have this great blend of loan officers and realtors. Carlos Figueroa, that's another guy on the real estate side who's a true mentor for me. And he's a guy that I can count on and I can ask questions. And I know he's got my back business and in personal life. So it's nice to have those people. And just beyond these two mentors, um, there's so many people on our team. I can literally go through and name them all. Yeah. And you know, I won't do that right now, but I'm sure I'll have them on the show eventually. But I, when I come into work every morning, I dedicate the first five to 10 minutes of my day just saying hi and good morning to every single person. I love every single person we work with. Mm -hmm. They're amazing people. Um, we're surrounded by some great men and women that are passionate. They are willing to help. They're willing to put you and our clients before themselves. That's a common theme in this office. We work hard. We play hard. We have fun. Mm -hmm. We laugh. We get shit done. We we learn together. We help each other. We we are in it. We created our environment. You know, you don't just come into an environment. You create your own environment. Exactly. And through the people and through the leadership with Mike, and we're all leaders, but with, you know, Carlos and Mike and everyone who works here, we've created a great environment where we can have fun. And I will mention, you know, real estate and loans, it's stressful. It's hard work, you guys. It it can be very stressful. I don't yeah, know what else to say. That's just the word, stressful, frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. There's no guarantee. You know, we're all commissioned, so our... Our paychecks aren't guaranteed, but beyond the money, it's like things can go wrong. And it's like, we're, we're talking about families here, you guys, people's homes, people's livelihood, where they raise their family. It's not a joke. This is serious and it can be stressful. But when you're surrounded by people that are problem solvers and they find solutions and I can go to anyone on my team and say, Hey guys, this is my problem. I've thought about this and this. I, well, hey, Joseph, did you think about this? I didn't think about that. That's, that's, let's try that. In that environment, you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. And it's not just the knowledge of these people, but just the personality. You know, it's, it's people that you can battle with every day at work, but then go ahead and go out to lunch and get a drink with after work too. Mm -hmm. So it's, just, it's a family. And that's the only way to put it. It's, a, it's, a, it's my second family. And that's why, you know, I spend more time with these guys than my real family. No I mean, whether I like it or not, you know, I'm here all day mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. So when I talk about people and mentorship and environment, Take notes, you guys. If you're in an environment, I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how much recognition you get. If you're in an environment or how little money you make or how little recognition you get, if you're in an environment that doesn't allow you to be yourself and it doesn't allow you to succeed and excel, you need to change your environment. You need to change the people you associate with. It may be uncomfortable. It may be scary, but it's your responsibility to create your culture and to create your environment and to surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that have the same drive and passion and determination and they want to see you succeed and you want to see them succeed. And one thing that really stood out to me, one of my mentors told me one time is there's enough business out there for everyone and there's enough success out there for everyone. There's no need to be shady. There's no need to be jealous or envious of other people. We can win and we can win together. And that's something that really st uh, stuck with me. like about yeah. the, the type of environment we have here at the office. I mean, everyone's super helpful. You know, Mike has been 
an amazing mentor yeah. for both of us. And I, I, like I said, I mean, I've just been here for four months, you know, and Mike has been a really great, you know, person already yeah. in my career. Yeah, and, you know, we get these mentors, and they stick with us. And these are people that are willing to share their knowledge, and they're willing to give more than they expect to get back. And it's one of those things where it's like, those are the people you want to be around, you know? And that's another thing I learned is that you have to be willing to give first to receive, Mm -hmm. you know, later. And, yeah, so environment is very important. We're both very happy with kind of our environment. But that's another thing I want you guys to remember is that, you know, you can be the most motivated and determined person in the world, but if you don't give yourself an environment that's going to allow you to succeed, if you don't, you know, give yourself the opportunity and create your own luck. I always talk about creating your own luck. Don't wait for someone um, to give you an opportunity. Go and create your own. And part of that is being surrounded by people who want the same thing as you, by learning from people who are doing what you want to do. So um, what are some of your biggest takeaways so far, Stephanie, from your beginning in working these jobs that you really hated, like Ross, for example, which I'm sure you're much happier now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's not just the people. I mean, I had a really great relationship with my coworkers, but I mean, I wasn't learning, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember when you were um, teaching me a little bit about, you know, processing, I remember I was like, dude, like, I wish I could just be doing this, you know, yeah. not having to spend eight hours, you know, standing up because I was a security guard. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? Um, a something. The lost prevention or whatever. I mean, all five foot whatever of you <laughs> trying exactly. to guard the store. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I I would get mad at myself and I'd be like, I could be focusing. Yeah. On building my business yeah. rather than just being here, you know, you know, yeah. being here just standing. And let me know. ask you: Did you work hard at no, Ross? Absolutely not. But did you, did you did you feel like you were? I know you weren't like. You weren't utilizing your full ability and your brain power. Yeah. But at these jobs, like you work hard. It's oh, yeah, it's hard sure. work. You're on your feet. You're mm-hmm. you're doing a job. Same with SeaWorld. Same with me at Planet it's, Fitness it's or McDonald's. You work hard. And yeah. my point I'm trying to make is, do we work hard now? Of course. We work really hard. Did we work hard then? Yeah, we yes. did. So if you have to work hard to be successful in life, mm-hmm. but if you don't put yourself in an environment that allows you to succeed. I succeed a lot more doing what I'm doing now yeah. than I would ever be able to at McDonald's or Chipotle or the gym. Nothing against those places, yeah. but there's a ceiling at those places. Mm-hmm. Even right. if you're the general manager, there's a limitation. But the business that we're in, there is no limitation, and that's something I'm really grateful for. And I'm not saying quit your job and get you know become a realtor, become a loan officer. If you even if you work a nine to five, as long as you're happy, as long as you aren't complacent, as long as you're not like Stephanie described feeling like you you're wasting your abilities in life that's the worst thing we can do mm-hmm. i'm not encouraging everyone to go and become an entrepreneur or a business owner it's not for everybody but if, i feel like i've learned and, and this is something you actually taught me yeah you know because i remember when i barely started i was very frustrated because yeah. you know i would hear all these people saying terms that i don't know so you yeah. know obviously like if, if you're not used to hearing you know different terms or like you know, you're just feeling out of place because you just don't know. Yeah. You know, you start feeling kind of insecure, you mm-hmm. know. But I remember you telling me, hey, if you're a loan officer right now, like a loan officer assistant, you need to be the best assistant you can mm-hmm. be. And I remember, it, like, that literally just changed, like, my whole perspective of things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's true. You know, if... Yep. You know, if... if 
I don't now, care if you're the janitor. Yeah, if right now it is my time to shine as an assistant, I'm going to be the fucking best assistant I can yep. be. You and know? when you work hard, so, people notice. Yes. If you're a janitor, I want to see the cleanest, sparkliest floors mm -hmm. you could possibly make. Because someone's going to walk in and the other guy that half-assed the job and just did the bare minimum, people notice. Especially people, successful people pay attention to detail. And when you work hard and when you put in the work and when you pay attention to detail, people will notice mm -hmm. and people will want you to be around them. But it's also how much you want it. Because of I remember course. when I barely started, I was working here for like six hours and I wouldn't go home till like nine, like mm -hmm. 9 p.m. I remember. Guys. Like I remember. Yeah. And you I, wouldn't get paid. No, I wouldn't get paid. For and that extra time. No. Exactly. Why? Because I wanted this so bad and I still want it so bad. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like, how many, how much time are you willing to put in? You know, you can be motivated, yep. but motivation and determination are two, like, really Guys, different you things. can't teach passion, okay? Yeah. And you have to be willing to put in the work now, especially this business that we're in. Um, you have to be willing to put in the work now with no expectation of immediate return. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. You have to be willing to put in the work now with no expectation of immediate return. And if you have that mindset and if you show up every day and you work your ass off with no expectation of immediate return, the day that the return comes, it will blow your mind. Yeah, 100%. Don't have an expectation. Work hard. Like I said earlier, if you focus on being 1% better tomorrow than you were today, you will be successful whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. It will be impossible for you to not grow and for you to not be successful as long as you're always growing and you're always challenging yourself. Yeah. So I think that's some really great information. I think Stephanie's story is great because um, she follows kind of similar to me, you know, taking an opportunity and seizing that opportunity and, you know, squeezing every possible ounce of opportunity out of the opportunity, yeah. right? You could be given an opportunity, but if you don't take advantage of it, so what? And that's why I like, you know, to hear Stephanie's story. And I want you guys to hear that she's not special. I'm not special. You know, she went from working at Ross at a job that she does not like. And you can apply that to anyone who works an ordinary minimum wage job. It's, it's nothing against those places, but I'm sure that's not your dream job. She took a risk. Um, anyone is capable of taking that risk. What did she do? She found a mentor. She works she worked and she continues to work for cheap at a discount because she understands that knowledge is more powerful and knowledge is more valuable than any money. Yeah. She knows she's going to make money one day, mm -hmm. but right now she's focusing on building knowledge and just being a sponge. And that's what you have to do, you guys. You have to, once you have a goal and once you know what you want, you have to figure out how you're going to get there. And I recommend finding a mentor and just work for free if you have to. Just get that knowledge, get those connections, and that's going to allow you to be very wealthy one day because once you take that information and are able to successfully apply it, you'll be the best. You have no choice but to be the best. And that's yeah. one thing, you guys, You, if you're not trying, if you don't wake up every day with the desire to be the best, then what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Yeah. You want to be average? I've never, so. I've never seen someone say, hey, guys, today I'm going to, my goal is to be average. We don't say that. We all say we want to be the best. But let me ask you another question. How many of you said you want to be the best, but don't do shit about it? Mm -hmm. You think the best is going to randomly hit you on the head and say, oh, I'm the best? No. We, it's easy to say you want stuff. But without discipline, without consistency, you will become 
nothing and you will get nowhere. So it's one thing to say it and it's one thing to do it. And um, I know we talked about that at the beginning of this interview and I want to re-emphasize that again is start today. You don't need to be 100% ready. You don't need to have everything figured out. Start today. Stephanie took a risk. She quit her job that she was good at at SeaWorld. She knew what she was doing. She would get paid to do it to enter a, a completely different industry that she knew nothing about. But she took that risk and what did she do? Well, she got to work. She put her head down and she started learning. And look at her now. I'm very proud of her, you guys. It's been four months. I work with her. I've seen her growth. She's 22 years old. That's what I was going to Four say months happy. in, you guys. You're on her 20s. And, you know, I. everyone actually that we work with, um, I think there's only one other person who's probably, I think, one year older than us. Yeah. And she's killing it. Yeah. I mean, she is freaking killing it. And, yep. I mean, I think this is just... You know, it's it's great to see people so young and so driven. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's Drive. why. I, yeah, that's why I admire you know Joseph so much, and I really hope this podcast you know um, hits other people, especially our age, because you know it, it's the perfect time to start. I mean, yeah. If, if you've always wanted to you know start your own business or you know get into real estate uh, loans, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, we're so young. Yeah. You know, just take you know, that leap of faith and just there you do go. it. Just do it. Yeah, like, I love that you thing. said that. Yeah, like, just do it, dude. Like, it's it's never too late. But if you're in your 20s, just start. Like, literally yeah. just start. I've learned so much. Yeah. You know, so I really hope this podcast kind of, you know, hits other people, especially our age. And, yeah, and yeah. that's what it's all about. I started this podcast because I want to share value, whether that's my knowledge and my experience or me bringing on people who are able to provide their knowledge and their experiences, you know, our time on earth is limited, you know, and it might not seem like it. Oh, well, mm -hmm. you know, we're young. Every day is a blessing. Yep. Your time on earth is never guaranteed. So you need to make the most of every single day. You owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself that you can be. So if you want to do something, you need to start today. You need to take that leap of faith, like Stephanie said, and you cannot look back. You need to jump in head first and run with it. You know, and, and do it. Sometimes you might feel like you'll never get it, but trust me, you'll get it one day. You yeah. know, it's, you'll get it. You know, like once you start, you know, really like feeling it and yeah. you know, getting your hands on. You know, it. I think this industry is also very hands on. Yeah. You know, because I've been taking courses and pretty much everything I see in the courses have nothing to do with real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I think that's just like for you to pass a test, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. But. You know, um, and we know someone who actually, you know, passed the test and then, you know, they come here and they're like, whoa, like it has nothing to do with courses. Yeah. But it's because, you know, it really is hands on. Hands on so, learning. And that's why I emphasize, guys, having a mentor. Yeah. You know, there's things. Books are great. Um, you know, podcasts are great. You know, yeah. seminars are great. But the ability to work directly hand in hand with someone who's crushing it and doing what you want to do, there's no replacement for that. It's invaluable. And like Stephanie said, you know, yeah, they teach us information. They teach us laws, which are good to know, yeah. but they don't teach you how to structure a loan. They don't teach you how to sell a client. Mm -hmm. That's stuff that you learn over time. And it's like anything in life, you know, you can get a lot of information. And that's why I say start today, jump in head first. You can read books. If you want to do something, you can do all the research, but until you jump in and take that leap of faith and start doing it, you can only learn so much. A lot of it you learn hands-on. And that's what I really want to share with you guys. And that's the whole point of this episode is to bring on someone who's not myself, who can share their story and share 
you know, you guys heard it from her. You know, she said, take that leap of faith, jump in. Four months later, she's already killing it. This is just the beginning. And you guys can do the same thing too. So I hope that um, helped you guys. We'll wrap up the episode here. Uh, till next time. This is the first episode I've had a guest on. So yes, we need to, so yeah, thanks for being on the show. We need to come out. Hopefully it's not my first time or my yeah. last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll have you back for sure. And that'll be another cool thing is to bring you back in a few months and see how you've grown and progressed. Yeah, and we need to come up with a cool way to do like an outro for this. Because this is my first one, so or my second episode. So let's see here. What can we do? I don't know. Let's let's think of it. Maybe all right. So it's it's the one percent more. Uh huh. So, <laughs> hey, here's what we're gonna do. So on the count of three, we're just gonna say, go one percent more. All right. Okay. And before we do that, I just want you guys to know the whole reason is, there's times along your journey where you're gonna feel like quitting. You're gonna feel like giving up. But if you just remember, go one percent more. Just go a little more. Go one more, you know, go one more minute, go one more hour, go one more day and just keep stacking those small victories and you will be successful. So take that leap. there you go. Of take faith. that leap of faith. You guys, you have to do it. God All right. With you guys. There you go. It's a blessing. Every day is a blessing. You guys, mm-hmm. we decide how our day is going to go. Do not let external forces push you around. You're the boss. You're in charge of your day. Mm-hmm. It is what you make it. So remember that you guys make the most of it. All right, on the count of three, okay? Wait, go, are you say again? go 1% more. Go 1% more. All right, you guys, let's do it. One, two, three. Go, go 1%, 1% more. more. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. We'll say sign off for today. Um, take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.